1: Terms and conditions
2: apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook DynaPro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports. TireRight.com. the way tire buying
3: should be.
0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app. By searching FSR.
1: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live in the tirerack.com studios. we will be you get there. Unmatched selection. Fast free shipping. Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Hey, remember don't miss draft night tonight. 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock. Pacific, first round of the NFL draft, Jay Glazer, former Cardinals GM Steve Keim, uh, Lavar Arrington, Big Noon Kickoffs, Rob Stone. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to every first-round pick. That's tonight at 8 Eastern throughout the first round of the NFL draft on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage is presented by Chalk, CHOQ, the reigning champion of natural men's health. Level up your strength, your energy, your focus at CHOQ.com. Use the code DRAFT for 35% off any subscription for life. CHOQ.com code is DRAFT. I Just so you know, I I, um, I editorialized. I made my own edit to that read, Jay Stu, because I didn't feel like I needed to read that Jay Glazer was Fox Fox's NFL insider or that... Uh, Lavar Arrington is a college football hall of famer. And I apologize to both of those guys if that's not what they want done. But like, if you're listening to the NFL draft and you don't know who Jay Glazer is, I don't really know how you right. like how does that, how does that work? And if you don't know who Lavar Arrington is like, again, you're not really a football fan. Is that, is that too arrogant of a football fan to say those things about, about guys that are synonymous with what they do in football?
4: Yeah, I mean, but I think, you know, I don't think you're going wrong either way, because don't they tell us in school that it never hurts to explain things to the listener in case that one person doesn't know?
2: I didn't go to school no. for this, so I don't know. Oh, really you didn't? Know. Okay. I, 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 well, then I you're, ex- By the way, you're excused. <laughs> just, just so you know, there's also an unbelievable film that's out. George Foreman, you know, he went from winning an uh, Olympic gold medal, which I didn't know, to winning a heavyweight championship, which I did know. Then he retired. Then he returned to the ring 10 years later, which I did know. But the whole path you probably didn't know, and it's amazing. It's called Big George Foreman. It's exclusively in theaters now. Get your tickets. I've seen it. It's fantastic. It's rated PG 13. All right. So, what's every draft has a story unto itself. And I thought there's two things that jump out at me it's that we are breaking down, continuing to break down barriers. Which have previously been broken down some, like we had Kyler Murray go number one overall. Bryce Young feels like an even greater step at a small quarterback going number one overall. That's on but I I think the number one takeaway from the lead up to tonight's draft is there is just not a lot of hype. This is not me diminishing from these men and their journeys. It's not. I'm like anybody else. I'm jealous of anybody who works as hard as they've worked and gets their name called in the NFL draft. They were two rounds of the NBA draft. I was the third round pick. That means I wasn't drafted. There's a joke there anyway. So this is not me saying there's no hype because I'm some hater. I'm saying it just feels like there's not the same hype that there has been in even recent drafts. And, it's not that you know you go back and you know, uh, you don't have quarterbacks. No, you got quarterbacks. you got you know four quarterbacks that'll probably go in the first round and one that'll go number one overall, and he won a Heisman trophy and he went to Bama. and he was the quarterback of the high school national champions, I believe, when he's at modern Day. So what could it be? All right, stick with me for a second because I have a hypothesis on this, and Bayer, I want your thoughts on it. If, and if I'm dead wrong, like it's okay, say I'm dead wrong. So the hypothesis is this: um, it's just too much. It's just too much. From the NFL draft coverage went from, man, this was cool. Everybody I knew watched it, and then all of a sudden they blew it up and they put it on prime time, and it's it's over three different days, and it's really spread out. And but oh, then let's put it on multiple. Now it's on multiple networks, right? It's NFL Network. And ESPN, it's been on Fox as well before. In addition to it, there's the constant coverage of the NFL draft. But I I think that is a small portion of the bigger problem, which is college football has kind of been watered down. The, the new opportunities for players, which is created by the portal and you don't have to sit out, and NIL, which while... You know, there's always been the argument of, hey, you go to Alabama and sit for a year or two, then play for a year, and then maybe get a chance to go to the NFL. Now you can come to Mississippi State and play right away, make as much or more money and still have the same opportunity. Like, that's a real thing. But also the ability to transfer play right away where if you're not playing, you're not happy. So we don't we don't we don't know the guys nearly as well. Most of these players we haven't seen. We haven't felt, we haven't known. The best running back is B. John Robinson. He's an immense talent. I know him because I'm a huge Big 12 guy. And the guy's a star. Star might be the best overall player in the draft. But there's also the diminishing value of running backs in totality league. But also the Texas wasn't great. Um, But I, I think that the transfer portal has spread out the talent. So much so that it makes it hard to say, hey, I followed this guy. Now, look, Ohio State and Georgia, they'll still have guys selected. And, you know, you have Michigan and they played in the national semifinals and TCU, we just had a wide receiver on. So the schools that played at the end are well represented and will have a lot of pros. It's one of the reasons that they were playing at the end of the season. But I, I would also tell you that not only has the talent spread out, it's the proliferation of of TV, It used to be, and it wasn't that long ago, right? probably a decade ago, it used to be you get up on Saturday morning, everybody watched College Game Day. Everybody, then you'd like watch your local team or whatever, or maybe the Big Ten that was on ESPN. And then you watch CBS and the SEC, and then you watch the primetime game on ABC. Now, honestly, Fox has kind of screwed it up. Because Big Noon kickoff's a good show. And while it hasn't taken wasn't half the audience, it's taken a good amount of the Big Ten audience, which is a huge a huge audience. It's taken some of the Big 12 audience. And so there's more games on, everything's more spread out, there's less focus, there's less. And then the last part is while sports on there's a proliferation of sports on TV and debate shows about sports on TV. Do you know what they never debate? Never talk about college football. Like you have this growing, burgeoning industry of hot takers, and yet none of them college follow college football. Colin would probably be the the Colin and me would be the exceptions, but most don't talk about college football. And then I would also tell you, like, uh, I, uh, Jason and I bet that you actually knew this, Dan. So don't feel bad if you don't, because when I asked Jason. He didn't know, and I wasn't sure. Okay, This is a real thing. Jason, okay. is, that, is, that a, is that an accurate portrayal of when I asked you this question, you didn't know, and I wasn't totally sure?
5: He's nodding his head. Okay.
2: Uh, who won the Heisman Trophy this year? Caleb Williams. Okay. See, you knew that. You show off. He said he didn't know it. I was like, I think he does. But I don't know if, one, Caleb's obviously not in this draft, and Bryce did win it. But for whatever reason, there's not the buzz behind it, right? Why do you think that is?
5: I think that everything that you said is factual. I do think that college football on a national level um, will grow in a couple of years when we expand to 12 teams. I believe that that is the case. I believe that Caleb Williams winning the Heisman, even though we have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in this draft, it's just not the most recent one. So that plays into it as well. I think the biggest reason, and I agree with you that there isn't the normal buzz, it's because of the teams that are atop the draft. I believe it's because it's Carolina, it's Houston, it's Arizona, it's Indianapolis. And those are four teams that just don't register on a national sort of level, where you have enormous fan bases.
2: How do we miss this?
5: This is really good. And so, those teams, like even if the Bears would have stayed, I think, number one, yeah. and you're like, what are they going to do? Is Justin Fields the guy? Is he going to be traded? That would have provided more, I think, intrigue than what we have with these four teams because, you know, and there are questions about the quarterbacks, and you're, you're, you know, we. Take C.J. Stroud, and aside from all the test scores, the criticism was, "Well, how good are Ohio State quarterbacks?" And you could even say the same for Alabama quarterbacks up until, I mean, maybe even with Mac Jones and, and Tua. Who knows? But then you have the size factor. We don't know about Anthony Richardson. Will Levis had a not good 2022 when it comes to improving your draft stock, as we thought. But I think when it comes down to it, you know, we 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 don't have a Jets or Giants in that top five looking for that main. Uh, quarterback well,
2: it's I'm, also not in it's also not in new york yes yeah it's also not in new york and it's it's a weird thing that we, you got to understand you got you got to understand and 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 be real with it it's like I, I i lived in the in the tri-state area for three years obviously when i was like connecticut i was when i was at espn uh i was up there for nine years that that was about an hour 45 from the city so i can't truly consider that the tri-state area but you know you you have to understand that while even when the super bowl was there it wasn't it was just an event that was going on, on the weekend the rest of the stuff wasn't that big cuz it's new york but nationally it's made into a bigger thing cuz it's in new york sure absolutely and I, and
5: i think everything that you laid out i really can't disagree with but i just look at the 2018 draft with those quarterbacks and uh, Cleveland was picking at the top. The Giants were second. The Jets end up picking third. Like those are some marquee teams with then marquee players. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Saquon Barkley. And then you throw in the Josh Allen. Like, truly, for as much as we know about Josh Allen now, we really didn't know about Josh Allen, except for what the draft experts told us. And if you watched Mountain West football, like you really didn't know kind of like Anthony Richardson in this situation. You know, you talk about draft, like we really don't know. And if Richardson ends up being a star, maybe this draft lifts up. But I just think that when you look at the actual teams that are picking, those top teams in this draft just don't compare to a similar draft that we had five years ago with maybe comparable, maybe there was more star power because it's a USC quarterback, but you have an Ohio State quarterback in there as well. And you have, you know, Alabama and Oklahoma quarterbacks squaring off. I think that there are parallels but for some reason 2018 was bigger and seemingly better and
4: I think it's because of who was picking early.
2: Mm. Jay Stu, you've been given t- some time to think. What do you think?
4: Well, I I need to defend my name to a national audience. Um I didn't know who the Heisman Trophy winner was. If you gave me probably another couple hours, I could have thought about it. But in in my de- <laughs> in my defense, it's not like I live in the same city that That's he played true. in. So, um I think that, that college football has uh, been worsening in interest. And my, my takeaway from the discussion you and Dan just had is this. I think it's important for the NFL that college football has a higher profile. You know, you're feeding the NFL's next stars into your league. And I'm wondering what the NFL can do, like tangibly do – to increase the interest level of college football? Um, I guess that's, that's my question. That's my takeaway from the whole thing.
5: Hmm. I, I think college football is very much like Major League Baseball. Very regional? Yes. And it is huge. When your team is winning, uh, it is huge. Um, maybe not with the conference ties, but Doug, you hit it on the head. Regional.
2: Well, yeah, and it's because, and because, you know, the Southeast has been the region of the country. It's a little bit like NASCAR, right? It just it just is. And they got to get SC back going, right? You got to get Notre Dame going at the top. You got to get Texas going, you know, yeah. Ohio State and, and Michigan are right there. But I, I think, you know, there's like the, the entire country. Kind of clicks yeah. off the college football once you get once you get to December, and I and I also think that there's
5: there is a there is um, a little fatigue when it comes to Alabama and Ohio State, and I say yeah. this as an Ohio State fan. I think nationally people are just like oh, uh, but then you have the flip side of the coin of what happens when they're not there, and that's what I think then changes with the twelve team bracket. Um, you know, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be wanting more brands. Uh, if if you were to pick a final four of college football. Uh, of three of the four you know schools that made it this past year, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, I think you'd you know maybe want to put those in there so sure, you could put Notre Dame, USC Alabama for sure but um, I, I think because it's been so you know the only four schools in the playoff, I think we get tired of teams and then um, maybe everybody else is is left off to the side. but if you don't have those teams then you're like, well, this bracket isn't as good. I think that changes in a couple of years. I,
2: I also think and again the the NFL sucks up so much oxygen now in the room um, that you're asking a lot of people to pay attention because the proliferation of fantasy football, right? And fantasy football is easy. It just is. Now, you can forget to set your lineup some weeks and still be okay. But you're going to pay attention on some level to to football, whether you're hardcore into it or not. It's so well covered. It's so easy to consume. Thursday night, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday, I'm done, that – you know, it's like Saturday, and I and I know what Dan's saying. Like, like if you go to a college town or where college football is big, the NFL doesn't exist. It, it like it mm-hmm. doesn't exist, and you get people like I don't watch NFL football. I don't even like that stuff. I love the college, right? Yeah. But even college guys have diminished it because you change conferences now. The rivalries aren't necessarily as strong. Um, again, a transfer portal does a lot of things. You know. Part of it, part of it, it just changes the energy of it. And then I wonder what the the XFL and the USFL what that does because at some points, like there's a lot of football on TV, and sometimes you're like, I just I, I need a break from watching football on TV as much as I love watching football on TV. Now I haven't watched a snap of XFL or USFL or any of that stuff, and it's like I'm a basketball fan. I I only watch G League when my best friend coaches a team. That's that's it. Uh, but I I think that all these factors and Dan, your factors probably maybe the the number one one that I we just I just missed, but all of those factors play go into play because what's crazy is we have an Alabama quarterback that's going to go number one overall. Um, we have some unbelievable players, unbelievable talent that's going to go in the draft from big name schools, and yet it just feels like this one it's not a dud, but it's not in New York. It, it, like, like Dan said, not the, the big name, the traditional teams that bring these massive fan bases to New York for the draft and they start screaming when the, when the selection is made. That hype is just not there. I, I think that's undeniable.
1: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Turns apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
2: It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So an hour ago, we had Jay Glazer on. i doing my best, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, do I ask him about Lamar Jackson, right? Do I ask him about Lamar? So I asked him about Lamar Jackson, and his answer was, yeah, He, if we remember, he said he thinks he will play in Baltimore. I said, will they get a long-term deal done? He just said, I don't know. I think he needed an agent going back a year and a half ago. But I do think he'll play this year in Baltimore. Well, uh, we got some breaking news. Let's go to Dan Biden. <laughs> News from Fox Sports.
5: Doug, after talks picked up recently, the Baltimore Ravens and quarterback Lamar Jackson have reportedly agreed to a contract extension. Of course, the team placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Jackson this offseason. He never signed the tender, but he will be back in Baltimore on a new long-term deal that reports say, including the NFL Network, eclipses the deal signed by Jalen Hurts with Philadelphia. If you remember, this offseason, Hurts signed a five-year, 255 million million dollar contract 110 million of that fully guaranteed 179 guaranteed for injury again lamar jackson getting a new contract one that eclipses the jalen hurts deal doug don't know the official numbers adam schefter has just chimed in of espn saying that it will be a five-year extension but lamar jackson stays in baltimore
2: so what it appears to be, right, is the it'll be more than Jalen, it'll be less than Deshaun, right, and there'll probably be some language which can get him where the the total will be more than both, but the guaranteed money will be along that lines of uh, of Jalen. Um, I, I I'm gonna tell I'll just be completely honest. I I struggle with Lamar because he hasn't been healthy a ton. Uh, I but the Ravens did everything right here. I mean, they really did everything right. And as much as you can sit there and go like, well, they overpaid, the guys, this or that. You know, what? You know how hard it is to find a, a quarterback? <laughs> right? Like, you know The Bears are searching. They never really had one. Right? It's like the Dolphins, like Tua was the best, next best Dolphins since Marino was good. Crazy. And Lamar, at his best, is a remarkably talented guy. So the guess is, right, three years guaranteed, bunch of money up front, more money than Jalen up front. And then they'll retain hold on to his rights for two years. He'll probably be on the team, right? And it's how they figured it out. But but let me let me take you through the things that they did that allowed them to be in this conversation, which is you know like, um I mean, first thing they did, obviously you signed Ronnie Stanley a couple of years ago, he hasn't been healthy. But I think it's important. Uh, Hurts didn't, I mean, that's not Hurts. Lamar did not like Greg Roman's offense. He thought it limited him. Now, I'll be interested to see if he's actually better in Ty Munkin's offense. And as much as you say, well, it's more of a traditional passing offense. If we saw some of the things they did with Stetson Bennett this year, granted, it's a college game. But there were design runs out of dropbacks. I'd expect to see that exact same thing out of Lamar. Why wouldn't you do that out of Lamar? um but they they regardless of Lamar's buy-in to remaining with the team they scrapped it and got an offensive coordinator that was different and that's what he was looking for I think the OBJ signing was a big thing cuz I've pointed out this time and again that the Ravens have tried to draft wide receivers it's just really really hard so like all right well who's available that he likes and and they probably op- overpaid for OBJ but you know what it left it completely it, it's inarguable that he's got enough weapons with uh Mark Andrews, JK Dobbins and OBJ. And you know they have other wide receivers as well um Duvernay and 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 others. But the the Ravens and Like the matter of factness with the like, listen, let's just do the the tag, but not do the exclusive tag. That way he can actually see what the market looks like. Because what the market looked like was not what Twitter thought it would look like. Oh, this team will be interested. This team will be interested. This team. And they were all not interested. But part of the not being interested, they weren't interested because he wanted a Deshaun Watson plus one contract. So that helped them in negotiations, exactly what they thought it would do, which is like, hey, dude, let's just be reasonable, which is what Jay Glazer said. When I asked him, will they get a contract extension done? He's like, well, is he going to come down off his demands of Deshaun Watson's contract? And the answer is yes. And now he's going to get a deal. What a turnaround in that thing. Because I thought it was over. You know, that awkward Q&A about do we draft a quarterback? And this is why the Ravens had to get it done now, because we got to know, like, man, if we don't get this thing done, we got to go draft a quarterback. We got we to gotta, we gotta make contingency plans. So it is not, that job is not easy. Eric DaCosta is replacing Ozzie Newsom, who's as respected a man as there has ever been in the profession. And you absorbed uh, Lamar Jackson and the contract dispute, and... It looks like they figured it out. We'll get some details upcoming. Uh, Be sure not to miss Draft Night Live on Fox Sports Radio tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern throughout the first round of the NFL Draft. Insider Jay Glazer, who joined us earlier, gave us some uh, scoopage. Cardinals GM Steve Keim. Uh, college football hall of famer, LeVar Arrington, and big noon kickoffs. Rob stone. will have pick by pick predictions and reactions to every first round pick. That's tonight. Eight Eastern throughout the first round of the draft on Fox sports radio. The iHeart radio app, Fox sports radio draft coverage presented by chalk. C H O Q the reigning champion of natural men's health, level up your strength, energy focus, C H O Use the code draft for 35% off any subscription for life. Chalk.com code is draft. Um, Okay, the, the heat upset the Bucks. I want to get to that. We have two lies, one cup. Former Chiefs and uh, Longhorn star Derek Johnson is going to join us this hour. But I have a question for all of you guys. And this is a Twitter question as well, an Instagram question as well. We have lots of people who listen either live or on the pod um, uh, on, on social media. Give me a guy. I know mine. Give me a guy who you were sure was going to be a dude who let you down when they got to the NFL. I'll start. Sam Darnold. And I I'd like to point out that you know the Jets were a mess, and he didn't have a great base, or a great offensive line, or great dudes to throw to. And Adam Gase is a tricky dude to work with, and yada yada yada. Uh, and he may well play and play play a ton and play well in San Francisco, but there's no question he has not been as good as the position that he's been drafted or uh, the hero worship that guys like me have. I'm still a stockholder in. The Sam Donald on the NASDAQ or whatever uh, trading indices he's on. But Sam Donald would be my guy. Now, he hasn't been a complete bust, but Sam Donald's a guy that I was, I'm was i really surprised hasn't been a better NFL player. Uh, Dan Byer, you study it as much as anybody. Who's a guy you, you could, you would have sworn, this guy's going to be a dude, and he just hasn't been. Even to support you on this one, the last game between those two, USC and UCLA, like Josh Rosen looked more like an NFL quarterback than Sam Donald did. Sam Donald would just kind of like figure it out, right? Like backyard, almost Brett Favre football, run around back there, make a play. Whereas Josh Rosen felt like he had an inferior team, but that dude just had a mature way. They got rid of him. Then he went to Miami and he's been bouncing around uh, ever, ever since. What about you there, Jay Stu? Is there a guy who you're like, man, this guy's going to be awesome.
4: Eddie. I thought uh, Reggie Bush was a sure bet. Um, now, Reggie came in as the as the evolution of the position was changing. Now, Reggie won a Super Bowl title. Um, I think he ended up playing, what, seven or eight years? But he never quite had that one season, for sure. He had moments within moments. But... If you ever take a look at his high school highlights and then take a look at his USC highlights, um, he never did anything close to that in the NFL. So even though it wasn't really a bust because he was accomplished, um, he was kind of a disappointment when he got there. Ramos? um, Geez. I would say I thought Ryan Leaf was going
1: to be really good. He was a big guy. He looked, played the part. It looked like a quarterback. He played well. I believe it was Washington State. And he just... Uh, but for him, Doug, wasn't it more like the off-field stuff that was his problem? It wasn't really his on-field stuff, correct?
2: I think it was both. I think it was how he handled the fact that he was really not good. He was really bad to start. and And I think a lot of it led to the... And I'm sure some of it was off the field, but a lot of it was on the field led to off the field, right? Like, you know... You get beat up on the media, you beat up on yourself, you beat up in the, you know, uh, in the film room a little bit, and then you you take it out on yourself, uh, indulging in drugs and alcohol. But I I think it was more on the field and persona, and uh, and yeah, you know, like look, it's also the comparison. You know, he's drafted one behind Peyton Manning, who after struggling his first year was like sports royalty, could do no wrong. That that's hard on anybody. That's hard on anybody. Give us your thoughts, the guy who was drafted who you were sure that I mean i'll get another one, Oklahoma State, Justin Blackman, you know, and he had he had a i think a dUI when he was at Oklahoma State, he went down to see a Dallas Cowboys game, and people brushed it off, and I had no idea, but like there's a guy who i think basically like drank himself out of the league, he never really got a shot, and he was uh, and what 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 they would say, like you compare him and Des Bryant and he was right after Des Bryant. It was like, look, Justin Blackman, you want him on every play except for the jump ball in the end zone to win the game. Des Bryant would do anything it took to, to win your team a game and was way easier to deal with. than Des, because Des was, you know, it came from a tough background was a little bit, you know, a little bit hard to, to handle and manage, And then of course, Des got suspended for meeting with Dion Sanders as an agent and, and his agent, Uh, at Dion's house and lying about it. But uh, Justin Blackman was a guy, Uh, but it wasn't, I I do think that what's important about this discussion is, I don't want to make it about, and maybe that's unfair. I I probably shouldn't have said Blackman because we'll never know because I think it was alcohol more than anything else, alcohol and then maybe some some drugs, some marijuana, whatever. Um, Whereas this is just like guys that, it's like Reggie Bush. He just wasn't as good as a pro as we thought he'd be. You know, like Sam Donald never got. It's not like injury. He just wasn't as good as he was supposed to be. All right? And that's and it's the same thing with with Josh Rosen. He just wasn't as good as he was supposed to be. Those are the guys we're looking for. At Gottlieb show on Twitter, Instagram, the Doug Gottlieb show fan page on Facebook. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about this answer. To a question which I, I personally despise the question, and there's a long history of this on my show, predating you, Jay Stew predating Ryan Music, my old producer who runs uh, the Padres radio station in San Diego is a guy named Adam Klug, and he used to always say, like, you know, hey, if, you, if you're supposed to win, compete and win, for, win a title and you lose, your season um, is a failure. And I, I struggle with that. Now, look, the Bucs lose. They're a one seed losing to an eight seed. And while we can sit here and go, hey, seeds don't matter nearly as much now because the regular season's been diminished because so many people are load managing, that's fine. But the Heat also didn't have Tyler Hero. So Giannis didn't play for two and a half of the games. That's fair. But he did play in the last two games. In the last two games, they got beat by the Heat. Last night, you get beat at home, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's won multiple MVPs and an NBA Finals MVP, and an NBA championship, was 10 of 23 from the free throw line. But even more than that, his avoidance of the basketball, trying to hot potato it, led to one big turnover. Actually, two or three big turnovers. And then, you know, Drew Holiday missed a free throw when he got the ball because Giannis didn't want it. So there's a lot to dive into the Bucks losing this early in the playoffs. Here's the question and answer last night.
3: I just asked Bud the exact same question, but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Do you get get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able—I don't know—provide um, a house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success, you know. And if you've never—I don't know—I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it, you know. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question, yes or no? no I don't think so, no. Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other people people's going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits. Try to um, play better, not have a 10 day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball, you know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So, 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully, we can win another one. You know, i sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year, I wasn't in the right um, mind space to answer the question back. But I remember it. Uh, uh,
2: first of all, that's about as good an answer as you're going to get from an athlete. Ever. You you don't have to, and again, you don't have to like or agree with the answer. But that's answering a question. He, he didn't like the question. He has every right not to like the question. But he answered the question in the way in which he felt was an honest an earnest response and he wanted to make sure like I don't want to make this personal even though like I'm a little bit bothered by the fact you asked the same question I didn't like last year so I'm going to try and kind of give you the the real answer like that's a literally as good an answer as you could they need to send this to all of these other idiots who 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 clown the media or don't want to answer the media like look again you can answer all of these questions however you'd like and saying you don't like the question and why you don't like the question is fair. But when you get super defensive, you know, and you make it about like, I, I'll tell you why I don't like it, because I, I think everything is context. Technically, if you want to make it an all or nothing. Yeah. If, if that's how you live your life, it's all or nothing. Then it's a failure. And I'm not a participation trophy guy for uh, for people. Their playoff run was a failure. Is a season of failure. I don't think so. Uh, I think it's disappointing that Mike Budenholzer did what Mike Budenholzer does, which is doesn't feel like he adjusts in games. Right? You go back to previous game and are you going to double Jimmy Butler? Because he's got all their points. You know? And last night, not using a timeout, he explained why he didn't have any big guys on the floor, which didn't protect the rim, even though, um, they really only had chance for a catch and shoot or for a throw to the rim. That's even with that Pat Conton got, I mean, that was an offensive foul. It's just kind of, it's not even arguable that should have been Bucks ball game over, but didn't use a timeout when he could have uh, to get the ball to the best free throw shooters. Also, like there's a lot of things he didn't do, but there's a, there's a, there's a gray area between success and failure and I think that's where the Bucks' season lives, and I think that's what Giannis was getting to. Let me go to Dan Byer, who is a Bucks fan, uh, but also a very realistic viewer of NBA basketball. Let's start with the the question. It was the Bucks' season a failure? Um, yes. Okay. Why?
5: Um, because they were ousted in the first round, uh, by an eight seed after having the best record in the NBA um this season i if they would have lost in the next round i would have felt that it was a it was a failure there was nothing that happened this year that they hadn't previously accomplished
2: hmm. um eric erga uh, nem or whatever who writes for the athletic covers the bucks that's who asked asked the question mm-hmm. what did you think of his answer i thought it was i thought it was amazing um i th- i thought it was in in
5: his perspective is completely different than mine. Um, I'm not a player. If I come in and, and I don't love the real world versus sports comparison. That's the only thing I didn't like about I just I don't think that I, I just think it's very difficult to take your job, uh, my job, your job, Doug, and compare it to competing in athletics and sports and try to make it apples to apples. I just don't. They're they're not the same. There is a winning and losing. Um, There are good days and bad days. That is that is for sure. But I do think that it's. I just I don't know how you can compare that. Um,
2: Jay Stu, what do you think? You're usually a cynic. Do you hate that answer? No, no, no. I love
4: the answer. I thought the the answer was very thoughtful. As frustrated as he was, I thought he was extremely articulate. It's it's almost like he was sitting on it for a year, and he's like, the next time that guy asked me that question, I got all this for him. But like, um, I do I do think there is um, I think the reporters getting a lot of crap today from ex athletes, uh, and I think it's he's getting supported by broadcast types, and I find that dichotomy interesting. Um, Is it a fair question to ask at that moment? And I think it is. I think it's very fair. I think the way he asked it's more than acceptable, and it brought an amazing answer out. So it just seems like everyone wins. But this morning, there's a lot of ex-athletes, pundits on TV saying that that was an unfair question in that moment, the way he asked it.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't love the uh, unless here would be my thing, Uh, unless the Bucks said. Anything less, any, and again, I don't follow the Bucs on a daily basis. I, I watch the Bucs. I can't tell you. I mean, it's like last night, even the Bucks were on NBA TV last night, right? Like, that's crazy that as big as Giannis is and as great as Giannis has been, he's on NBA TV last night. Uh, did they ever say that this season, success or failure, was simply did they win a championship?
5: No. At no point was that said.
2: I agree with you, Dan, that that the losing to an eight seed, especially one without Tyler Hero, is a it's the playoffs are a failure. I just struggle with the word failure. Yeah. Also you have to you have to you have to bring in the context that Giannis did miss two and a half games. Um still uh, and the, the
5: his process is different than my process. And I think that the athletes process is different in how it's viewed and again, I just I don't think that the jobs like his career as a writer is not comparable to Giannis's.
2: Oh, I agree with I, I agree I agree with that. And, and I I, I the, the analogy didn't didn't work, and I didn't need the analogy. Yeah. To it. I, I thought the it's the idea that is is every se- you know what he probably what, is every season that because like sometimes you get lucky, right? Like yeah. Let's be with, with the year they won the championship. Wasn't that the year they were playing the Nets and then Kyrie got hurt? They were down two games to none. Was that the same year? Yeah, the the, the Bucs won it?
5: Yes. Um, yeah, because yeah, Harden was hurt
2: uh, uh, early in the series,
5: then Kyrie got hurt later in the right. middle of the if,
2: series. If, if Kyrie doesn't get hurt, because I, I believe Game 2, it, the Nets won by like 30-something, right? And then Kyrie got hurt, and even then, it went down to Game 7. If you remember, Kevin Durant stepped on the line in Game 7, for a game-winning, what would have been a game-winning three-point shot instead of sent to overtime, and then he ran out of gas in overtime. I, he had no, no help, right? I, yeah, yeah. That was, the same, that was the same year, correct? Yes. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's, on some level, you need a little bit of luck. Like, Kyrie getting hurt, Katie stepping on the line, James Harden not being right. If that doesn't happen, they probably yeah. lose that year. Uh, whereas this year, uh, Giannis gets hurt, and they're, they're not the same. Giannis gets hurt, and the, the officials choose to... If they call that foul on Jimmy Butler, yeah, they got to go back to Miami and win a game. But they're the favorite. they be the favorite for a reason. There's no reason to think with Giannis they couldn't win one game in Miami, and now it's a completely different series. Isn't this, though, the
5: ultimate argument of people who did not play in terms of like how we look at this? You would know as a player, Doug, if I talked to you after the Elite Eight game... I don't know what your answer was, so I'm not trying to
2: softball anything. I, I have no idea. Would be, I would, I would, I would say when I wouldn't say the season was. I, I probably wouldn't. I would tell you, be, but it wasn't because of the last loss. Sure, we could have won the Big Twelve. We lost to Oklahoma last game of the regular season at home, right? We could have won the Big Twelve tournament. We had Iowa State on the ropes in the semifinals. They were the best team, and Desiree Mason fouled out, and we melted down and lost a game we should have won, right? And then. You know, we fought all the way back to tie Florida. I mean, honestly, a Duke beating Florida, we thought we were gonna play Duke. We beat Duke. They were young. Or, you know, maybe we 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 play a little bit better, maybe we beat Florida. But I, I would say it's because we didn't win the league, we did not win the conference tournament, and and we didn't get to the final four. That made it a that made it a failure.
5: It just to me would just the the question is something that you would see in our business on a rundown. Agreed. Bucks season a totally failure, agreed. which is a conversation that does not happen in locker rooms
2: yeah I, I i that that you nailed yes it's true and that's always been and that's why i brought up adam Klug, dear friend of mine but he used to ask this all the time and i would get my a burr in the saddle and we would we would argue about it usually off air do you i guess it a an failure and i would say no i mean give give us your thoughts at gottlieb show twitter instagram doug gottlieb show fan page Fox Sports Radio
1: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
2: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage is presented by CHOQ. That's Chalk, the reigning champion for natural men's health. Level up your strength, energy, focus at CHOQ.com. Use the code DRAFT for 35% off any subscription for life. Chalk, code DRAFT. Uh, Jay Glazer joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Jay, I was just looking on social media. You had some scoopage in regards to Houston doing a deal with Chicago. Uh, g- give, me the, give me the whole picture of somebody's just kind of parachuting in, following you on right. social, and listening to you now on radio.
7: So here's what was supposed to have happened, right? And it looked like a deal uh, was going to get done earlier uh, when Chicago ended up doing the deal for Carolina. So the deal was originally it was supposed to go uh, the Bears were working on a deal with the Texans to flip flop one and two, right? And then the Bears had worked out another deal with the Panthers to go from two to nine. And it wasn't obviously going to be the same trade terms. I don't think the player was involved. Um, but Carolina was agreed upon that. Texans, uh, they looked like they were agreeing upon their terms as well. And something happened from the Texans' side, and it ended up not happening. And they kept trying to push, kept trying to push. But eventually, Bears, Ryan Poles just said, you know what? I'm just going to pull the trigger with Carolina. But what could have been because, A, Bears would have stockpiled a lot more. I think they're going to get, you know, a one from next year from, from the Texans there. Um, but two, that was the quarterback, uh, the Bryce Young was the quarterback who Houston wanted too. Now I don't think Houston's really uh, you know, has a unanimous decision on anybody right now. That's the quarterback they want if, man. You want their quarterback, you have to do whatever you have to to move up for them, especially if it's just one spot. But you know, Carolina, they end up moving up and they get the guy that they had targeted all along as well.
2: Yeah, so is there any chance anybody other than uh, Bryce Bryce Young is the number one pick? No. Okay.
7: He'll be he'll be number one.
2: Okay. So, then what, where where are you, where are we with Houston?
7: So, Houston, I think originally they were trying to get out of that spot. I don't think they be able to. Um, So, you know, do they go one of these pass rushers? I I think Tyree from Texas Tech um, probably fits D'Amico Ryan's mold better than Will Anderson. Will Anderson is like, man, he's a leader out there. He is as clean as you can get for a prospect coming in. Um, But just different measurables than Tyree Wilson and... Um, you know, but then you look at the quarterbacks. Like, hey, does the owner say, "Hey, you better make sure you get yourself a quarterback"? And I do know also they're trying to move up from twelve up higher in the first round, also, so that could be for a different quarterback as well.
2: Okay, um, who is the second quarterback to go?
7: That's a good question. Uh, you know, so now look, there's a lot of people think that Tennessee is going to move up with Arizona. I hear split things on that, but if they move up there, then you think, okay, C.J. Stroud will go three in Arizona. I do know Arizona absolutely trying to get out of that spot, no doubt, trying to get out. Um, if they can, I think they have a good, you know, there's some great choices there between, you know, Paris Johnson from Ohio State, the offensive tackle, Will Anderson, who I was just talking about as well, uh, he's sitting there, but I do know Arizona's trying to get out of that spot. And then, you know, the, the, card, uh, the uh, culture sitting there, everybody knows, you know, they were called also about hey, do you want to try and trade up for that first pick? And Chris Ballard, the GM, said, no, nah, I'm, I'm good with, you know, I kind of have them all rated around the same. So whoever's there, I'm good with. I don't need to jump up for one over the others.
2: How much does the S2 test affect C.J. Stroud's uh, draft? Today? Yeah, it did. It affected him
7: with a lot of, you know, people. And, um, you know, it's it was interesting. Again, he's kind of right. The timing that came out. And, hey, I'm going to test take him a football player. And my, I'll say this. He is by far the best pure passer in the draft. Simon Close, incredible. How many throws he can make, where he can make these throws, fantastic. Um, And then, yeah, I'm kind of looking to go, man, why is he sliding? Because they put so much into this S2. And, you know, there was was definitely a lot that was said said about him all kind of at once to try to get him to slide. And then what happens in this league, there's some teams that listen to that stuff if some teams are just totally convicted on their board and, and to care less than anything else
2: is said. Jay Glazer is our guest here. It's Doug Gottlieb show. You'll hear him on the draft coverage tonight on Fox Sports Radio. He, along with uh, former Cardinals GM Steve Kime, LeVar Arrington, Rob Stone, coverage starts at 8 Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app all the way through the first round. What's the league's reaction been to not just that we knew that Rodgers would be a Jet but, uh, but the, the devil in the details where the Packers seem to do pretty well and they got some late cap space uh, yep. and there was a reworked contract for Aaron Rodgers yep. when he ended up with the New York Jets. Here's the deal, right? It all looks
7: great if Jordan Love can play and the yep. draft picks they get work out. If Jordan Love can't play and the draft picks don't work out, everybody's going to look back and go, it's the worst thing ever. We let go of Devonta Adams. We traded Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers. So this will definitely be one of those hindsight traits. Now, as far as the Jets are concerned, man, do I give up what I have to to get um, a, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Considering the rest of the pieces they've put over there. Joe Douglas has put over there. You know, they've done a great job of that defensive side of the ball with, with Jeff Olbertside, uh, the defensive coordinator over there and, and uh, Robert Sala have done a phenomenal job last year. And then you got, you know, Brees Hall in there. You got Garrett Wilson in there. You got some really good players in there on that side of the ball as well. And, He's putting Aaron Rodgers in there. Um, you know some of the moves they've made already. Free agency. Uh, there, uh, I, I would have done the same thing upon the Jets, no doubt. No,
2: no I, I, I get it, and I, I, agree with you on Jordan Love, but he wasn't going to play for the Packers, right? Like that wasn't a. It's one of those we, we, we Well, yeah. if you could have fixed it, it doesn't feel like that could have been fixed.
7: Correct, but the Packers could have just sat there on him and sat there on him and sat there on him and. Sat there on him and yeah, I mean, it's, they could have played that game and fit in. So, I, you know, like I said, the Jets—they looked at it when it's been so miserable there for so long. <laughs> I'm from New York, right? It's yep. bad. when it's miserable there, it's miserable. It pours beyond pours. It hails like in the, you know, in in the in, uh, in in the Pharaoh and Moses times. It's terrible. <laughs> and so, yeah. You got a chance to bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers and kind of race that bad case for so many years. I don't. You're looking at like, hey, we're going to give him more capital.
2: Does uh, Lamar Jackson play for the Ravens this season? I think he does. Well, I think w- he does. W- do they get a long-term deal done? Not if he
7: doesn't come off what he was asking for. You know, that fully totally guaranteed contract. No, uh, I don't. I don't see that happen, But. Again, it's you know this was a case. I, you know, Lamar gets picked from, We talk about his not having an agent, but this is a case where he should have had an agent because he really needs somebody to, to 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 really talk on his behalf to these teams. Because what happens in the league is, man, there's all the backdoor talking, back channel talking. That's what you want. That's what agents do, right? Right? And and you know they get everybody all salivating for you. And, uh, and they also work out. And also, if you have questions about somebody, they're the ones who can help answer the questions. Because when you call the team about them, you know, friends call people on the team. You're not. You know, they're gonna. You're gonna get whatever answer the team wants to give you. You know what? What kind of helps them more? So no, this is where he really needed an agent. I, I think this was a. Um, I wish we would have done it
2: differently. Yeah. No, I, I. I'm. I'm with you. I mean, I was told going back a year ago that if there was an agent. There would, yep. there, there's a way to write in some bonuses, some way to make everybody feel good. Correct. And, and you know I mean, look, you know how it is even with your negotiations or my negotiations. Sometimes you need somebody to hear the hard stuff and then soften it to you. Right. When there's no go-between, it feels very personal, even when it's not yes. personal.
7: Yeah, you've you got to go tell your player why he's not worth something, and then, hey, go out there and bust your, you know, you know lay it all on a line for us out there. and It's hard, right? Especially all of us, but we're... we're we all got some crazy, in us, and we hear, you know, why we're not worth things. Oh, we can't handle that, which is why we have
2: agents. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. Jay Glazer. Jay, uh, it's going to be a great night. Love that you're on board for it. By the way, make sure you download his podcast, his mental health podcast as well. Uh, Jay Glazer, Fox. Go ahead.
7: It's unbreakable mental health podcast. Yep. And this week we got Joel flat on and man, Joel is phenomenal. He's been doing this with us for years. Now he's doing NFL Network. But Joel opened up about stuff that I'd never known before, including his battles with uh, – he's, he's a sober guy now. He's yeah. battled alcohol for a while. And, and Years ago, his wife gave him an ultimatum like, hey, you're going to stop drinking now or, or if you're not going to be with family. And he's just like, that was the last day I ever had to drop alcohol in my life. And people don't know that about Joel. And he was like, yeah, it, was, it was, kind of got the best of me. So it a re- it's a really cool. We do a lot of draft stuff. We also talked, you know, some personal stuff with Joel, which just like I said, he was so real and raw. He said, "If I can help one person out by doing this podcast and talking about this, I'm in."
2: Jay Glazer, Jay, great stuff, man. Unbreakables the podcast as well. We'll we'll, we'll hear you tonight.
7: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it.
2: See you tonight. Jay Glazer, co-hosting Draft Night Live here on Fox Sports Radio. DraftKings, by the way, is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Gottlieb only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Did you guys see that Jerry Springer died today? Did, yeah. I I bring it up because, uh, Jason, you're a little older than me. Bayer, you're a little younger than me. Ramos, you're way older than the rest of us. (laughs) Thanks. That's just, um, but, um, I would say the number one, like in my, for my college years and like prime TV viewing years are uh, back then were like college years. That was the last time, like you watch TV during the day. Who has time to watch TV during the day in college and, uh, that was the show. And I, I I guess the question is, did he ruin daytime TV or was he simply a, like, somebody would have done it and he was just the guy to do it?
4: Yeah, I, I think that's a good question. I think the next layer to that is, is, do we blame him on the day of his death for it? I don't know if we blame Jerry. We blame... <laughs> We we but we definitely blame the producers that put him in a situation to ruin daytime TV. I V. I don't think the pilot was let's get some, you know, girl who's cheated on her husband.
5: I think it they did episodes and those got the most just like the same with Maury, right? When like Maury wasn't like, Hey, season one, episode one. Let's tell someone if they're the father. It it, it It devolved. Yes. It devolved over time.
2: Yes, yes. like let's just do this all the time. Well that's the yeah. hard part about this is the hard part about TV, right? I mean basically this is this is what I'm sure news people struggle with when Donald Trump and they'll struggle with it now with the election with Donald Trump. If we put him on, our ratings will be higher. But do we just put him on even when he says stuff which is categorically false or inappropriate in regards to an actual presidential debate, right? Like it, it's it was it had to be really hard because the media created the Trump thing for the presidency it was it was brilliant by him right because if they wouldn't cover it he would say ah fake news they don't want like so then they'd like feel compelled to cover it and then he end up getting the most media coverage because he was even people who didn't like him they'd still watch him and and a lot of people vote for what they what they see on TV they just do I thought
5: it was interesting you want to
2: you were just talking
5: about our ages and you mentioned it in college but I saw a lot of people tweeting sick days from school, where for me it was like, you know, Card Sharks, Press Your Luck, Price Is Right, you know, all game shows. The there's a generation that had, you know, Maury into the Price Is Right into Jerry Springer, that were, you know, missing middle school or junior high. I thought that aspect of it, you mentioned college, but I went on Twitter thinking everybody you know, th- to see what people would say. And there was a lot of that to what we would do on our sick days as you talk and about and as what much to do during as, the day. As
2: I'm I'm being critical, like I watched, okay. So I'm like I'm a much part of the problem as anybody else, and we used to have a ton of fun with it. But it that one spawned Maury, which spawned all these other, you know, Steve ends up getting his own show, whatever. And everyone became it was like it was trash t v that it was that um uh what's what's the what's the term for it when you have um uh, something that that you secretly like but guilty pleasure guilty yeah. pleasure it's a guilty pleasure because you'd watch it and you're like, yeah my life's screwed up it ain't that screwed up yeah <laughs>